New on CuriosityStream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. All right, here we go. <laughs> Please subscribe to the channel. Please. Hey guys, YouTube's got an algorithm and it really, really help us out a lot if you could like, comment, and subscribe. This is how we can get more information out to more people and uh, share the message of Toronto real estate. In Thanks. that order, like, comment, subscribe, and hit the damn bell. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Long weekend. Weather's hit or miss all summer. Can't catch a break. Is it going to rain? Is it, is it sunny all day? What do you like? How do you predict this stuff? I left the house earlier today and it was really hot. And on the way home, it was so windy that it was cold. Ooh. so yeah i went to the park with my three-year-old and it was windy in the shade like unbearably windy like it was chilly you could see people and then you'd stand in the sun and it was like burning it was unbearably windy well put yeah. well oh. put so i started my new um what i like to call um zuckerberg jobs program okay recently. you're just giving them out now well, I call it that. So I don't know if you know, but both of them basically wear the same shirt every single day. Oh, Zuckerberg's jobs isn't Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's Good right. You, you know what? I got a whole bunch of black t-shirts and now I don't have to think about it. And I don't this... have to wonder if I wore this shirt on the Zoom call yesterday or if I wore that shirt on the show two weeks ago. I'm free. Yep. I'm free, TK. I'm free of fashion. See, you are a fashionista, just because some of our listeners don't know that. But you are a a a um a icon in the fashion world. You know, you've got you know you got that little swag, right? Where you've got sort of all that all that nice stuff. Like it's I couldn't untrue. tell you, I could have worn the same shirt every single show, every single week. I have no idea. It's just not something I keep track of. <laughs> you know. And I'm sitting there going, I wonder if people notice what I'm wearing. I I just play it safe, you know, like I have no fashion sense. I just play it safe. So, well, Carol, how about this real estate market here in back. Toronto? We are back and it is, whew, it are is we back? Where'd there. we go? Well, My we were here last week and now we're back again. Like we're back on the show back or like we're back, baby. The market's going both. Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. We had a lot of deals. I think we had like 20 new listings this week and. I don't know how many deals, but a bunch of bunch of deals this week happened. Is twenty new listings like a, a good amount of listings for you guys to get? Well, I think one week? of the roadblocks that we've been having, and at least with my buyers, is there's no inventory to see. This is so, where I am going with that, TK. This is where I'm going. So answer the question. I thought I just did. No, you didn't. Is oh, that a good week or is that a bad week or is that like a okay week but better than it was a couple of weeks ago? Week like. Better than it was a couple of weeks ago. Not like the best week we've had all year, but definitely starting to pick up again. In that so sense. if if last week, two weeks ago, was the best week of all time, like where would last week have ranked? This week have ranked? Well, I'm confused now. But uh, over the last month, there was less listings coming up. And so there was less sales coming up. There was just less opportunities because we're out there getting more listings. It presents opportunities for not only us, of course, to sell our sellers, houses but that also tells us that other agents are getting listings as well right that yes, sellers so are for some reason finding it yeah some sellers are finding a reason to sell which means our buyers are also finding more properties to look at which is what you need it's it's been what it's what's been holding back the sales is the uh new listings were down 
right? New and that's there's a lot of buyers sitting on the fence right now, ready to buy who just can't find anything. It was hard to buy toilet paper when there was no toilet paper in the stores. Right. So how can we there's a record low houses? number of toilet paper rolls sold at one point during the pandemic just because there was nothing left. Right. The demand so was high. Demand was would have bought it by the skid. People were fighting in the parking lots and in the <laughs> aisles over toilet paper. Yeah. They could have charged whatever they wanted, except the government jumped in. Isn't that funny? So the government will jump in and say, hey, 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 don't gouge people on toilet paper. Like that extra dollar is going to kill somebody. But like the real estate prices and food and gas and clothing, all that can go bananas. That's okay. We need that. We need that for the recovery. Yeah. You're like, you're like Mr. Free Market. Well, I mean, I don't care if it's free or it's not free. Just keep the goddamn rules the same for long enough so we can figure out how to play. <laughs> that makes right? sense. Yep, I think that, makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah. So yep. here we go. We haven't sold this much high-end wine in a long, long time. Something TK wanted to discuss today. I'm not sure why. Because we had already had so many topics or conversations about Charles. Yes. And Mr. when Charles he was Putin. closing down. And when he uh, had, you know, all those other issues. And of course, you would have thought um, people like him would have been uh, decimated. Yeah. You know, hard pressed to continue to go on after the, all this is said and done. Destroyed. But he found ways. He was, he was, those are the this words, is, I guess, that would apply. This is entrepreneurship at its finest. He was the guy doing the um, parking lot. Um, uh, launches screenings. and videos mm. he was the guy having the outdoor patios uh first you know yep. turning spaces into whatever he could possibly make into an outdoor patio last summer and now he's the guy selling the most high-end luxury wine which again, not something that i'm buying at any point but <laughs> in a uh, long time it's crazy for him like I, I know we went out for dinner and, and some wine was purchased by some of the people at the table. And it was like, even they who were normally very loose with their money, they were like, oh, what, what happened to the prices of the wine? So is are people buying more luxury wine or are the You're prices of just regular shit. wine just costing people more money now? <laughs> Expensive shit. It's like this the luxury stuff here. All right. It's $200 right. Yeah. a bottle for you. Cool. Sorry about that. Is yeah, that a luxury this... price? Two hundred dollars a bottle at a restaurant, or is that just oh. like decent? Decent, two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's crazy, Bill. Two hundred bucks for bottle. But yeah, for some, most people, it's probably nothing. I don't like wine, so I mean, for me, a few sips of wine and you know, a nine dollar bottle is fine by me. <clears throat> it seems like that's more than suitable to wash down, you know, whatever they ser served you, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I see the same label. It cost me like 50, 60 bucks when I go out, right? Right. I swear they just switched the labels on the back. So anyways, the, the whole point label. of that was that, you know, people are out there spending money on stuff, spending luxury money. items. But listen, items. nobody's not buying the stuff. They're just questioning the prices a little bit. Like, hey, this burger shouldn't be 38 bucks, should it? Well, God, too. Right? Right? Like, so, what are you going to do? You want the burger? You haven't gone for the burger in a year. So what, what's going to happen, Daryl? What's, what's going to happen with all this splurge spending, right? I think, unfortunately, people just aren't very responsible. And when people remember what we were all saying a year ago, oh, I've cut back on all my expenses. I've, I've realized I really didn't need to have a fill in the blank. What happened yeah. to those people a year ago? Where did they go? Oh, my God. Like, listen, so we, you spend know, $200 we... on, on bottles of wine now. Sorry. Yeah, they're spending $200 on bottles of wine. They're going to movie theaters and spending 100 bucks for a movie again and 20 bucks for popcorn and whatever the hell they can do right now. Like, have you not seen a place like flourishingly, ridiculously busy lately? Everything is jammed. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. People are just spending it on anything. And it's not even that they're irresponsible. They probably are coming off of one of the most responsible streaks of their, their, their adulthood, right? Where they've yeah. saved the most ever. So they're like, hey, I'm a good boy. It's time. This is, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at, right? It's just like, is this going to lead to 
you, you know, couldn't get the issues. stuff you wanted though like you, you couldn't get a car you wanted right mm -hmm. or you had to get a used car because the new cars don't have the chips and you couldn't get your appliances and you couldn't get your furniture because it's 18 weeks out on some continent and you couldn't get your your graphics cards and you couldn't get your ps5 it's like people wanted to spend money but the stuff they wanted to spend on wasn't available mm -hmm. i don't even know if it's available now but like now you go out and you're like yeah i know ah, fine i'll buy it anyways make me feel good for five seconds mm -hmm. right so you feel like this will be short-lived it's it's just the things that they had um been neglecting over the last oh. year that they're going out and spending on. No, I think this is wave one. This is a wave of, of the irresponsible spending because I can't get what I want, but they're still going to have to get what they want, mm -hmm. right? They're still at some point going to get the PS5 when it's in stock. They're still going to get the new TV. They're still waiting for the, the Tesla or whatever car. Oh, okay, get yeah, right. this is the first, the first wave of uh, consumer goods is being released and people are gobbling it up. Whatever's on the shelves still yeah. from months ago that were people were closed. That's kind of getting eaten up. And like, yeah. then there's going to be a flood of all the stuff that we've been waiting for that we actually want that comes in and people are going to have to spend that. Right. Mm -hmm. Plus everybody will still be afraid of hell to like miss out on the housing market because it's going to go bananas. Right. We let the States in, even though they didn't let us in this week. Mm -hmm. Right. We're letting people in from basically anywhere now. Yeah. So like, here we go until we don't, but here we go, we go. Right. I've got a trip to the States coming up for sure. You do three weeks. Yeah. You have to fly. I heard I just fly. So what the process is, I just had friends come back from Florida is I get a test here. I go to the airport. I show them my test. I show them my vaccines to get on the flight, I think, but I don't know. I don't think the vaccines you have to show. Sorry. That's a mistake. Then, uh, you, you show customs, us customs, the test, um, they, uh, you know, let you in. Then on your way back, you get a test in the States. You show your um, passport. You put it all on the app with your two vaccines to not have a 14-day quarantine. And then you cross back in. They do another little test at the airport. And you're on your way. You know, that sounds like an airport kind of system to me. Yeah. It was all over like on top of all the other airport systems, it sounds like you should be in and out of that place lickety split. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it'll be a good time. We have cousins. They were trying to get into the states for their uh, their kid to try out for some hockey like schools, and mm -hmm. they got turned around at the border. They're like, "No, nope, only if you fly." Yep. What? Only if you fly. No. It makes no sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't. It I makes can't, no sense. I can't How put those dots borders going to be closed, and yet it's like basically saying if you can afford a flight. We'll let you in. No, it's like we want to help the airlines, so you have to fly. Yeah, That's right. It. Pretty yeah. crazy, but 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 you know what? So so, um, there's a lot of money sitting on the sidelines with stuff to do. And interestingly enough, I'm going to segue into your second article here. More okay. people who own multiple properties in the GTA are under 35 than over it. Dun, dun, now, dun. Yeah, let's debunk this maybe a little bit because I think it's more headline than anything. But it's interesting. And I would imagine that quite a few people bought a second property over the last year. Mm -hmm. So good. I'm glad you feel the same way that this is not a stat that I would heavily rely on by any means. Um, I'm sure they pulled a whole ton of people, 6, like most people of the country, like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big sale. So, <clears throat> uh, you know, one, you got to look at if two people just got married, they may have both owned a property together. Like they may, may have both owned a property on their own. And then as they got married, they kept one of them, right? But then people life gets in the way. And some... later. Pardon? Right? People are getting married later in life. Yeah, now. but what I'm saying is let's say someone got married and they're in their 30s. They both had a condo from their 20s. And yeah. now when they get married, it's like, okay, you know what, let's keep one as a rental, but you know, life changes, life happens. And that, you know, you might have to sell that 10 years down the road because you want to go and get, you know, you know, kids go to university or whatever. Right. So older generations do sometimes divest. So that's, that's part of it too. Um, 
who knows how truthful everyone's being. Uh, you know, like yeah. you have to, I own six. Dude. I own lots of properties. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought three yesterday. <laughs> and 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 older generations too. Sometimes they don't want people knowing their business. It could be in holding yeah. companies and stuff like yeah. that. And it's just like I just own the one. Yeah. If the government. Who did you say you were with? <laughs> you with the government <laughs> because I don't want anybody to know. So that's another that's another factor as well too. Right. Yeah. I had an issue doing the census this week. They hunted us down for that thing, man. We did it right never... away, man. We're responsible. Yeah, of course you did. And I, I I can't even believe how they called us five times a day. They came knocking on our doors. You have to do the census. Census. Yeah. We got and then I get the thing, and all it is is like, did you go to school with yeah, French immersion? <laughs> do yeah, you speak yeah. any French? Anyway, sorry. So yeah, so a lot of people. And apparently younger, but it, I mean, if you break it down, I don't even think that it's a real stat as we get closer to it, but I got to think that the younger generation are thinking about rental properties more than we ever did. Like hundred percent. Like I'm not taking anything away from people under 35, but um, you just have to, you know, look at you know, in between the lines here, right? There's lies, there's damn lies. And then there's statistics. Yeah. And then like, listen, the guy who's in his sixties or seventies, yeah, he owns one property, but there's a thousand units on it. Right. That too. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's four buildings. <laughs> yeah. Or anyway. right. Exactly. Like they, none of the corporation owns that. So yeah. It, yeah. Technically. Yeah. Either way, it's a headline hard. grabber. It's like, you know, all the headline. little Mickey Mouse media outlets are putting it out there right now because it means that people are going to want to read it because everyone always claims that millennials um, don't have wealth and don't stand a chance at owning a property and are never going to be as rich as the generation that came before them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this type of article leads uh, people to believe it actually gives people hope to say, hey, maybe that could be me. Maybe I can own multiple properties by the time I'm ready to retire. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that I would imagine the people that are reading this are the people that are interested in real estate already and may maybe own that. Like how many? Anyways. Anyways. Average Move, GTA rents rise 0.9% in June. Toronto Ooh. GTA rent report. Why didn't yeah. they just put 1% here? Really? Why didn't they put like 4% and then call it a rounding thing? Ten yeah. percent sounds even better. It wasn't yeah, really. I, 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 um, I am a hundred percent sure that three to twelve months ago was the worst time to rent out your condo in downtown Toronto. You know, yeah, ever, right? And all those guys who got stuck renting out to somebody who's like, "I'm going to be here for as long as possible," are going to be kicking themselves when they see the identical unit going for a thousand dollars more. Yeah, have you seen the next 12 months? Yeah, Jordan from uh, pre-condo keeps posting these things on Twitter where it's like a year ago it went for this, last week it went for that, and right before COVID it was this. And it's like basically at pre-COVID levels, just shy and way higher than what people were renting it for a few months ago. Yeah, But but hold on. So let's take an average $2,000 a month unit. And we were strong and we we didn't give in to the market for a year and a bit let's say yeah. let's call it 12 months so that's twenty four thousand dollars that we didn't bring in okay. like how good does the next lease really have to be in order to make up that shortfall well the issue is is how long the tenant's going to be there for that's the real issue yeah which yeah. you can't predict so okay because but over that, five years over years. five years, if you've got $500 a month, right? So six grand a year, five years is $30,000, right? That you're going to lose. Yeah. Right. So leaving it empty. Yeah. Okay. 24 grand. But over the next five years, that one tenant at $500 more will actually net you $6,000. Yeah. Or five pocket. tenants at one year each is even better or whatever. Yeah. Anything but that guy <clears throat> staying there. But how many right. landlords can do that? How many, well, can or will? Oh, but can is probably the, the first question to ask. Very few could, very few could. And then most of those guys wouldn't, <laughs> right? Right. 
because yeah, so it could, wouldn't. I, I'm happy that here on the Toronto Real Estate Show, which by the way, is on all the major podcasts. Okay. Whatever you can find podcasts, you can find this show just because we're on YouTube. You don't have to watch us. Although we like the views. We like the comments. We like the likes. We like the subscribers. They're kind of like, you know, ideal for us, but they work. Well. It may not be ideal for you. So go and check us out on wherever you can uh, listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, uh, some Microsoft thing and an Android thing. <laughs> Use Google. And next so, week, we open for Joe Rogan. If yeah. you watch our video right before his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's We're doing an opener next week. We're growing. Week. We're growing. So well, hold um, on. 0.9% higher in June rents. That's so good. That's here like, at the Toronto Real Estate no, Show, right? we've been advising people since the beginning of the pandemic not to agree to these indefinite leases that lock you into you know, prescribed rental increases on an annual basis, which for 2020, 2022 is 1.2%. I mean, if we had real good editors, it, yeah. we would have a link somewhere up here to one of somewhere those. To click on one of those videos. But instead, You're we have how many one. videos now? We've got, we've got 60, 70, 80 videos. 8,000 last time I checked. It's one of those. It's one of them. <laughs> Near the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> awesome but, okay, so, but this is good four months in a row rents are going up up, up. Rents are going steady up. as she goes 0.9 percent doesn't sound good but if you had a stock that went up 0.9 percent every single month you'd be like i got a good stock i'm okay yeah i'm happy to invest so yeah. that's where we're at uh rents rents are starting to go up super easy to understand why kids are going back to school university students undergrads what you know postgrads uh whatever it is that they are going downtown for they're getting new jobs now. There's people going downtown because they're like, hang on a second. I just spent four years in university in some small town, Ontario, and this company's offering me a job to live downtown Toronto, and you want me to work from home? Yeah, I've been waiting <laughs> Are you for kidding this forever. Me? Look, I don't care if I'm working from a condo that you know I'm going to go and rent and be downtown, and you never call me into the office. I'm living downtown, right? I'm 20. Listen. Everything or, is open, man. It's like, hopefully this Delta variant thing doesn't take over because it's like, feels kind of normal again for everybody. My daughter's been at down in Kensington like I used to when I was a kid, just hanging out down there. God, if you wear a mask, they'll kill you in Kensington market. Buddy, the hips, hipsters will the get hipsters you. will get you if you wear a mask, that's for sure. They yeah. can smell if you were vaccinated too. They'll burn you right at they'll the They'll tell state. you, yeah, they'll know if you ha even had a shower in the last... Three days. Well, that's hard to tell in Kensington. And nobody seems to have showered in the last three days at Kensington. <laughs> Yikes. So okay, that so um, makes sense. What else you got, Daryl? Well, you sent me this one too, which was surprising from you. I would love okay. to have posted this, but uh, you can Stuffy take credit. Toronto. No, I don't want to take credit. I just, I like talking about development deals. Duffy. Ooh, I have news of the week at some point. Ooh, I'll get, I got a good deal of the week, too. Stuffy Toronto Office Park to be transformed with more than 4,000 new homes. What do you That's think? A lot. It's a lot. It's a great place where they're adding all kinds of new stuff, too. Ugly-looking office buildings, too. Like, if we got to get rid of some of the office stock, those are the ones to get rid of. Those are good ones to get rid of. So this is in the, what's the area? It's like Eglinton and Don Valley. Yeah, I forget Concord what that place. Winford. Uh, Winford Drive. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a, quite a, quite a lot happening in that general vicinity. Perfect. Yeah. More density. Beautiful area. Great density. access. Um, 4,000 in one spot like that. There's some really big mega projects coming online. Yeah. A lot of them. And it, it's it look four thousand. Does that make a dent? Boom. No. Also four thousand over how many years? Right. And Ten. four thousand. What is that? That's like forty percent of a good month. Yeah. We we got fifteen thousand a year, and that's four hundred of them. Great. Come on, guys. We can't. We got. We we're never gonna keep up with this. Yeah. Four thousand in one little place here is not gonna make a bloody dent in anything. Yeah, but it just Crazy. goes to show you, like what. I guess what we all 
we're thinking as when this all happened is because we're picturing all these like beautiful office towers downtown Toronto and we're like oh my gosh these are so amazing look at them they're all glass and then it's like oh no one's going to be in them anymore well what can we do can we repurpose those to residential like how is that going to work we're going to like add in all these you know plumbing fixtures and all that kind of stuff elevators changes all that kind of stuff it it didn't really seem like that was going to happen although people were trying to um you know, make that as like a temporary uh, residence for, for a lot of people. But this is what they're going to do. They're going to eliminate the poor, low C-class office towers that nobody really likes and that have got all sorts of fire and safety issues anyways. And those tenants are going to end up moving into the premium product that's out there, right? So we'll have a shift because those guys in those towers, they named a few of the companies that were there. I don't know if it was um, Danny Tires. They named, they named a few of the companies. If they're all big you know, Canadian companies that have good Canadian head offices there. McDonald's is there. They, they named a few of them. Anyways, um, those companies need to go somewhere else. So they will relocate to more advanced, modernized uh, buildings. How great is that? Fill up the space. The office, the office industry will get be saved. I don't know. I don't know if I uh, agree. I mean, some people are going to go downtown, but w I think what we're going to see is there's going to be more sprawl with office buildings and we're going to see more office buildings in Mississauga and we're going to see more in Etobicoke and we're going to see more in Scarborough. Yeah. Right. And but, but uh, those are existing like they're like they have buildings, too, that are existing there. I don't think there's any applications out right now. Well, there's not. Oh, we're going to start seeing. Out. No, we'll see but a ton of office towers in the 905. No, well, there's probably not very many out right now at all. I mean, a yeah. lot of them are being built and anybody who was planning on putting one in probably put the brakes on for a little bit to see what was going to happen. Yeah. But uh, like on Turned either front, shop. probably, well, some yeah. of these towers are eventually going to be big weed shops. I told you, right? Everything's We're signing a, a lease now. with one right now. Everything Everything's is a weed, a weed everywhere shop. Everywhere I'm going, I'm just like, oh, that space. Oh, yeah, that was always hard to rent. Oh, it's a weed shop. Oh, it's a weed like, shop. No, none of these guys are making money. All of Queen Street is one all big weed Queen shop. All of Queen Street West is like, is, is all weed shop. It may as well be. I mean, people would just be smoking so. on the street before. I always found like Queen West was like the place where like, you know, talented people go to, you know, not succeed. I used to play my guitar out there on Queen Street West. <laughs> Somebody gave me a $20 bill once. It was I'm like glad, the best. I'm glad you graduated. Life. Yeah, I'm, gra I'm glad you got out of there. Yeah, I graduated up to like uh, one of those scuzzy bars that used to be on that same, that same drag there. Okay, so hold on a sec. So we got 4,000 units replacing an uh, office complex that... Mm -hmm. It sounds exciting here, like stuffy Toronto office parks going to be transformed, right, with all these new houses. But then the next article, mm -hmm. Toronto community concern over 50% affordable two-tower projects. So we've got this wonderful, beautiful, high-density, new Garbro development application, 50% okay. affordable because it was on city lands it, oh. no, it's like a parking lot it's a underutilized parking lot in scarborough that they're proposing all of this density which they where should is it? damn you tk where is it this is brutal. it is on 158 borough drive you know where this is okay by the scarborough town center that would make sense it looks like there's all kinds of stuff going on around here. Yeah, it's got to be near mm -hmm. Scarborough Town Center. There's the 401. There's McCowan. I don't know what the hell this is. Ellesmere. Ells yeah, so that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but people are worried that it's going to bring down property values because what? Because of all the affordable housing. What is going on here? We Why need affordable housing. <laughs> then you got people in Scarborough of all places going, you can't have that Too much, much affordable housing. How does in it work, Daryl? In one place? In one Darryl, how does it work? Spot? Tell what me how mean? it works. For an uh, So for affordable housing, I get how the rental uh, uh, affordable housing works, but how is it for sale when they sell condos? How does that work? Same thing. It has to be but at a me. percentage lower than market. But then that guy buys it and then can't he sell it? Right? 
I think this is rental. It's like a city-owned thing. It's got to be a Do rental. you know what I mean? Right? Like, so the guy buys it. He goes, yeah, man, I'm really struggling right now. I can barely get the mortgage and I got all these issues. So I need a 20% Yeah, discount. I don't know how that works. It's pretty And then stupid. <laughs> get all his buddies to buy one at the same time. We're all in the same, you know, situation and they get a 20% I never really return thought it through. as soon as I they just move kind in. of, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a good idea. But I mean, it's cheaper to not wait for that list. You know how you know how much time and appreciation you lose on something else waiting to be number one on that list. You, you need to know somebody to get up on that list. You got to do something If you're just to somebody. signing up, yeah, if you're just signing up through the website, you're you're never getting that unit. Wait, how crazy is this? In, in a world where all we're doing is crying about the affordability crisis, that like, boom, wow, great, this is amazing. This, this is a lot of affordable stuff they're going to put on. I mean, it's not even that much. We're talking like 250 units or 200 units. Like 4,000 didn't make a dent. This doesn't do anything for anybody. There's a million people on the list waiting for these 200. But all, like right away, it's like everybody's up in arms. It's a parking lot near the Scarborough Town Center. Who gives a shit? It's a brand new unit. Whenever, whenever um, I see people have a brand new car, like I'm like, if you buy a brand new 2021 car, doesn't matter what kind of car it is it's 2021 it's got all sorts of cool stuff in it that a lot of cars don't it's brand Yeah. new right I mean, so I'll take certain, you know, models over others if I have well a choice. yeah me too if i'm if it's my money but at the end of the day if someone says they bought a brand new car i don't care if it's a little whatever compact it, it's still going to be a, a a nice enjoyable car to drive The and shittiest a brand car, new yeah, the shittiest car out there is better than my first car by 20 miles. My car never made it 20 miles. My first car. I didn't even have power windows or air <laughs> but conditioning. yeah, but um, the the new condos or apartments or whatever building it's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful building. It's going to increase Oh, yeah. Hot the beach. value of the um, neighboring units. It's going to make everybody go, oh my gosh, because even affordable units are still going to be more expensive than a 10 year old building. Yeah, but they're crying that it's going to bring down property values in the other building. Who's going to buy in the good building if you could buy next door for 25% less? And Yeah, but you can't because no, it's you can't going because to be it's on a the rental. list. But anyways, And if it's a rental, that's a whole different other story. that's a whole other story. But it will be finished way worse in the affordable units. That is a guarantee. You will not be having uh, quartz. You will have Corian. You know, Yeah. you In the won't. in the rental buildings. Even in either way, whichever one is affordable, whether it's a purchase or a rental, Mm -hmm. it's going to be worse. It will not be Yeah. the same. That I Yeah. can guarantee you. Oh, you wanted appliances, did you? What, what finishes should we, what finishes <laughs> should we put in that unit? Put the yes. affordable ones. That's right. The affordable <laughs> package. Give But them there, the affordable package. there's nothing in the affordable package. Exactly. And just do a clear coat on the concrete. Yes. Put a, My epoxy. brother-in-law moved into a condo 10 years ago that the whole ceiling wasn't finished. They had, you had the big duct, like with Those the, developers with the got Home away with Depot murder. sticker, with the Home Yeah. Depot sticker still on the PVC pipes that you They... saw exposed. Yeah, they got away with murder on that one. They're like, no, 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 no. It's a uh, soft loft. That's what they called it. Yeah, The it's soft cool. loft. Okay, It looks this cool. is... Ah, come on. Like, kind of. Okay, so here, check this out. This piss. This, this is crazy. The, the, Adi launches two tower Burlington mall. Mall tiers? I don't know what the hell this means. But Burlington is launching right now over a thousand bucks a foot in Burlington. I've only really driven through Burlington. I don't really go to Burlington. What's in Burlington? Who's buying something for a thousand bucks a foot in Burlington? Yeah. You can't. Somebody But is. still, a lot, I guess a lot of people are. That's crazy. They got no options. Thousand bucks a foot. What else we got? A Toronto empty home tax is coming in January 2022. Is this official? Is this official? It's somebody wrote about it. That's all. Is that right? Is it official? Do you hear about this? I know we were talking about it. Um, yeah, Toronto I don't know. City Council has approved a plan to implement an empty home tax as of January 1st, 2022. Yeah, great. The, the new bylaw, bylaw will require that any property sitting vacant for a minimum of six months 
out of the calendar year will be deemed vacant and subject to a 1% of its overall value. Yeah. However, there will be a list of exemptions. Yeah. There was, there was, I read all that. I read all about the exemptions and everything. I wasn't sure if it had passed or not. And I know that the federal government is trying to do the same thing for underutilized properties. Well, so how that won't change effect, anything. <laughs> how much effect is that? That was stupid. <laughs> on, on anybody. It's, it's just a voter thing, right? Just, Hey, look, we're trying to make houses more affordable and we don't think that the rich should be allowing houses to remain vacant, but Things like estate. So if there's an estate sale and it's got to remain vacant, like that's a reason to. Um, yeah, I guess that's uh, fair. To not be taxed. Actually, that's my deal of the week. My deal of the week is a is a double estate sale that's been vacant for years. Oh, I like that. That was a good intro. Um, so basically, you know, we got the property listed. It was listed on the high side. There was some controversy based on, on the listing price and the strategy. So I, I, I was, you know, hesitant, but, uh, you know, agreed to, to start on the higher side. This is um, the client strategy. Yeah. Well, there's three law firms and, you know, multiple lawyers and oh, two estates because they're tenants mm -hmm. in common. So they both own their shares. And so when each of them passed away, they got to, um, uh, in their will, um, inherit, or I guess, or give their, their, um, uh, shares of the home to the person who's in their will. So then of course the executors took over for the estate and are saying, well, that's my share and this is what I want to do with it. And of course you have tenants in common, you have to have everyone agree. So it took years of lawyers battling it out and they said, we're going to get it sold. So let's, we, they couldn't agree on a lawyer. So of course they called us because we're the guy who's on all the bus shelters, newspapers, radio, TV ads, and everywhere else. And there's no personal connection. Right. So and I'm the thinking. Toronto real estate show. So that's what they said. Yeah, basically. And uh, so um, <clears throat> we got the property listed, took forever to get it listed. It took forever to get this going. And uh, the first guy who comes in wants to make an offer. Buying for himself. Where okay. are we located? It's in Toronto. I don't really want to give the location. It's in the West End. And um, so he comes in and he's like, I want to make an offer. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we need 40 hours irrevocable. There's lawyer review, all that kind of stuff. It's the weekend. Like, so, you know, give me till, I think I said Monday. So Monday came, we, we needed more time. We got till Tuesday, you know, and this, I'm getting other showings. I'm talking to other people. People are, you know, somewhat interested in stuff like that, but no one was willing to make an offer right at that moment. So I gave him my advice on Tuesday, which was, um, we ended up, you know, he came up a little bit more in the pricing. There were some negotiations on some points, whatever it was. He ended up um, bringing us, uh, you know, firm offer, irrevocable a certain time. We got everyone to sign at the last minute and uh, the property went firm. Successful story, right? PK, king of the firm offer. So you would think. So the next day it's my, uh, my funds are delayed. I, I need another day for the deposit. Uh-oh. The next day it's, Hey, maybe can I go and see the property again before I drop off the check? I have it. I'm going to buy it. I swear. Ooh, we tried that one. Then, but we weren't even trying anything. Then yeah. the phone went off. So last okay. night I'm, I'm on the phone. I'm on the email. I'm trying to call the guy and it's not working. So I send a, an email to the lawyer like, Hey guys, I still don't have the deposit. You know, I'll update you tomorrow. Just very vaguely. Right. So then the next, then this morning, the lawyers all get on the email thread. Cause we've got like three law firms and all these lawyers in the thread. We all have to communicate with each other because they're all probably been fighting for years and who knows what they think of each other. Yeah. And so then one of them's like, Oh, okay, what should we do? Should we do this? One of them's like, Oh, should we sue? You know, all these kind of things. And then one guy's like, Oh, you know, you don't know what you're doing and we've got somebody else and we're going to, we're going to, you know, if you need help with this, I've got some really experienced guy and, um, uh, this is obviously not the way it's supposed to be done. Like he's totally trying to throw me under the bus, right? Yeah. <laughs> About half an hour later, the guy texts me. I'm so sorry. He had all these personal things going on. I'm dropping off the check. So I just got to write back a nice email just saying, got the deposit. Congrats to everyone. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. So, How big is the deposit? Is it big enough to not walk yeah, away? 5%. Yeah. 5% is what we've been asking for. It's okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I was pretty happy. I was a little stressed week. with that, but uh, that's what happened. So how long is a long time to get that offer or that uh, listing? Like, um, I mean, I sent them the paperwork and it took oh, like a month or more to get it signed just because of course they had to go through whatever process they had to go through. But one thing that I did learn and I'm, and yeah, I got lots to learn. I, I 
I, I know much less than I don't know. And um, the uh, lawyer who's doing the state is like an estate expert. And he gave me some really great advice on probates, which I'm really happy about because probate gets held up in Toronto for a long time. And since COVID, um, we had one deal fall apart last year. Luckily, we are we, we sold it again for the same price, so we were pretty good. But it was one of those deals that uh, you know could have could have gone backwards. Um, and it takes six to nine months. Usually, six months is normal, but it's been like nine months now. And um, but he he said no, we're going to get it done, close in two months, and he's got a way to do it. So, so but probate ready. is when like things are not quite in order when no, people... when they're all in order it's just when you die and you've got a, a will they need to probate the will to say like okay you know like this is a real will and john died and he wants sally to be his executor and that's where the estate is and then of course the government charges the one and a half percent tax to be able to stick their hand out and take part of your estate then you can then you have the authority it's called the certificate of appointment of state trustee or a state trustee and then they um that, that certificate allows them to put the house in the name on title of the estate and sell the property. You can't give title. If John's dead, he can't transfer title to the new buyer, Peter, unless it goes through the estate process. Unless, or unless it's something called first dealings, which means that you were never uploaded into the land title system. And so, um, you know, this is the first time it's being done. So when I guess, I think in the eighties, when they created land titles, they said, if somebody is, uh, you know, going into the system for the first time, you won't have to pay probate and all these taxes because it was maybe a grandfathering of some sort. I'm not really sure, you know, happened obviously before I was born. Um, and out of the 5 million properties or 3 million properties, whatever there is in Ontario, there's only about 30, 35,000 of those properties that are first dealing. So I sold one of those uh, earlier this year too, which is also a way to avoid probate. That is a lot of long-winded answer it's not long-winded the whole system is long-winded why yeah. can't you just like give somebody like the deed the worst so, thing you can do i own on, this house now hey <laughs> the worst thing you can do and this is what everyone thinks is i don't want to pay probate tax i want to avoid this so i'm going to put the house in the name of my child or they're going to come on title with me okay you, five years later you pass your kid says, ha, huh, I own the house. Joint tenants, they assume your shares. They say, TK, I'm going to sell my mom's house. Let's get it done. We get it sold. The increase in value since their name went on title is now subject to capital gains, hmm. which is usually a lot more than the 1.5% probate tax you would have paid. So hmm. there's probably estate planners who know way more about this and can help people. But if you're going to do anything like go to a professional, like go, go to an estate planner, go to the lawyers who know what they're doing and structure it all. Don't try to do it yourself. Cause you think you're going to cheat the system. Like it screws people up all the time. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't come to me either. You know, yeah, and I'm gonna... like asking you questions. Like, you know, the answers, what the <laughs> go, hell's going on? Go to... <laughs> Hold on. A go second. to somebody, go to somebody. Who just does this learned as a this business. yesterday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that. So I got a new lawyer now who can take care of these things quickly. So I'm really happy about that. Let's get him on the show. Sure. Then he can really teach us about probates because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay, here, ready? We yeah. have time for my little update, right. and that Good. will lead us into the last thing I have here on the list, which is going to be a wonderful segue. Now, now earlier we were talking about that uh, empty home tax and how pathetic an amount of money it will bring in and how useless it will be. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if we said that, but that's what I was thinking when we were talking about it, okay? But do you know, TK, how much it costs to just put in a permit application in the city of Toronto? Now, it's not the same on everyone. It depends on how big the, the building is going to be. Percentage of you, job size or no? Um. It's based on the size of the, the residential and the commercial and the read, like everything's got a little number and mm-hmm. it adds up to quite, quite an interesting number. But uh, one thing that a developer has to deal with in this city is they have to pay just to apply. Now, this is not a permit fee. This mm-hmm. is not a uh, development fee. This is just an application fee. Okay. Wow. It's like, so, so now I'm applying for, let's say, 300,000 square feet, 
Okay. Yep. If lot. I don't get, but my fee is based on 300,000 square feet. But if I don't get 300,000 square feet, do you think that I get a refund? <clears throat> no, my guess is no. I think there are, you see, there are some parts, some things that happen that make the government seem like they're kind of smart sometimes, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, no refunds. This is final <laughs> sale. Okay. Yeah. We don't care if there's a hair in it. So, so, it's, it's almost $300,000 just to put in the application mm-hmm. on you. top of all of the people I had to pay to make all the horse shit that I needed for this application, like a tree inventory. Somebody has to go and count the trees and say what they are and put it in a, a report with you need pictures. to be certified though. And, oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just another fee. A certification fee and a licensing fee and a yeah. bird photography fee. But it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And a heritage report because we want to make sure that like there wasn't uh what's it called? One of those schools on the site at some point or some kind of archaeological ground or site or who yeah. knows what. But there's all these things. I'm not even kidding. Like it's a million dollars before you've got, you know, the the, the, the city even saying that, yes, this is considered a complete application. So how, how, and, okay. And then, so finally projects get off the ground and they, they have some affordable and people complain and there's not enough projects and people complain that they're not affordable and everybody, everybody has to pay all of these fees. And like, this is one of the small ones. Yep. Right. Development charges are bananas and going up all the time. And then on top of all the stuff that they add on cost wise, they don't let you build anything. Right. Mm-hmm. They destroy what you want to build and they make all these stupid things that cost you more money for no reason. So it's like and it takes longer. So you have to pay more in interest. Right. And it's they, like they could on, say they could say no. They, Someone, they someone's made no. applications and they've just came flat dead. No, like we're not giving you that at all. I went in originally with one of two properties and they told me flat out, we will not even look at this unless mm-hmm. you get the neighboring property. And we're like, but you can't do that. And they said, okay. Mm-hmm. Because look, if you don't play ball with them, then you're playing against them. And then when you play against them, guess what happens? It costs more and takes longer. And you know mm-hmm. what that does for the inventory? It doesn't, doesn't make it go up. No. And do you know what that does for affordability? Even worse. Even, Even worse. worse. Yeah. And, and so that having said that. it does that, get built, the developers have to charge more. Having said that, it's a happy day because after all of that, we have submitted our application. <laughs> awesome work, man. Yes. And that wow. is fantastic. What Good a beautiful, beautiful thing. So yep. amazing. And so I see this article today and it says reimagining condo lobbies today for the post COVID world of tomorrow. And, and, you know, you got to think about these things when you're developing, right. And you have to think about these things. One, you got to kind of think like, what will people want? But you're not really thinking about what will people want? You're thinking about what things will make people pay more for product in this building. Mm -hmm. Right. What are the buzzwords that are going to get people to want to live in this building right now? Amazon room. Amazon package room. This is a necessity now. Mm -hmm. And this is a necessity that's not going away no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. This is definitely a hundred percent necessity. So everywhere, every, and every application I see has some kind of crazy package packaging room. Right. Yeah. But now we're starting to see stuff like, well, what else would you think that you would see, TK? That was a great common area, great... common, in the only in the lobby. No, it can be common. I'm talking okay. more common, amenities. Common space. area workspace. Talking about lobbies, but common area workspace. Yeah, co-working areas for working areas. Sure, right. Yep. Now, more outdoor uh, amenity space. Outdoor amenity space. Yes, and yep. that doesn't cost anybody anything because it's outdoors, right? Well, rooftop, whatever, just for people to be able to actually get outside. And yes. not just focus on the interior party rooms and stuff like that. Well, the city mandates a certain amount of square footage, depending on what kind of units and how big they are and blah, 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 and how many people. 
Um, so that's actually fairly costly in a development. So people think it's like outdoor space and it should just be there and it just magically appears. But guess who pays for it? The end yeah, user those pays be for units. it. Yeah, those well, be. I mean, listen, the free market <laughs> will dictate what people will need to put into their buildings for people to pick theirs over somebody else's. That's just mm -hmm. how it works. So, But we've got all these other factors making us do more. stuff. Yeah, keep guess guessing. So, um, let's see. I think that... Uh, okay. A really good option. See, I'm talking very slow right now, so it gives me more time to think. Are you reading the article? Car, no, <laughs> car, car sharing ports, bike sharing ports. Ooh, bike sharing, not so much because you have to have just a bunch of bike spots anyways, and it's like more than anybody will ever use ever, okay. but car share. And okay. you know what's wonderful about car share? What's that? Other than the fact that you get to share a car with somebody mm -hmm. else who probably mm -hmm. smells at least as good as you do and kept it just as clean as you would. Yep. But other than that, it counts as four parking spaces for the developer. Oh, that's and a big, genius. big problem these days is having yeah. a need for too a whole much level parking. parking. Yeah. Well, if you can do that. Now, mm -hmm. you can't have that many car share spots that you would eliminate a whole floor. But you may eliminate enough to not make you need to dig that other floor, right? Yeah. Because it's exactly. like, so you could be on the fence. And if you have to cross into the sixth underground level for only short, an extra 30 spots, nobody's ever parking down there. We know that. That was just for the application, right? So to get rid of that whole level, I'm sure is a huge thing. I know they did that at 719 Shepherd. They eliminated their lower level and they had a reason why they're moving elevator shafts when I was listening in on their um, committee of adjustment meeting. The other thing is a um, antimicrobial elevators. Like, like you walk in and you get a little mist on you? Like no, you just like, Wonderland? you know, something like where there's, you know, the surfaces or whatever are all antimicrobial. So there's, uh, you know, a way of keeping germs out. I think they should make, you know, like at Home Depot when they're finished with the till and they put the thing in that, like, sucks it up in the plastic tube. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. They should yeah. make those for people. You just get in the tube and <laughs> you're up in your unit. Next thing yeah, you know. get a little neck brace on before you Bing! go. <laughs> now you know what's cool though. What I'm seeing in this rendering here that it's not a very good rendering, by the way. Not that I know anything about renderings and I shouldn't mm -hmm. judge, but like it's pretty weak. Like when you're making a rendering, you really, you know, sky's the limit. You can be creative. But not that I know anything about that. But what I'm seeing here is it's it it looks more like a lobby of a hotel and it's like a there's like a concierge kind of service thing going on here okay and i mean that's not really a new idea mm, of, it's, it's like, also costly right so costly but like yeah. is it i mean you have As a concierge investor, are you going to say well is that going to be something that i'm going to be paying for later on it's a little bit different right when the builder's paying for it it's like okay it's there great but if they're like hey by the way you guys are going to be able to pay for this other great stuff that you may not really need not me then that's not as attractive for me as a condo investor which i am not well what what, what will happen is the condo board will run out of money and decide to stop doing a lot of things sooner <laughs> than later desk yeah, or where, maybe where they'll make, used to stand. Yeah, or maybe they'll save enough money to make sure that things like that that Florida building don't happen. Yeah. You know how much that's going to start happening? How many problems are going to be because there's bankrupt condo boards all yeah. over the place or they're not bankrupt yet, but it's like one big thing away from yeah. bankruptcy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's already complaining about the fees they have to pay. They're yeah. probably like a third of what they need to be. And they're crazy. Yeah. Under fees should all go up. Yeah, but they can't. I mean, who? It's, first of all, like nobody even factors that in. I mean, you have to, but when you're first thinking, it's like, oh, condo, 500,000. Great. Be. I can afford the mortgage. Oh, shit. The, the maintenance fee is almost another mortgage. It should be mandated. And, I'm, and you're not going to like this. It should be mandated by the government underneath the Condominium Act in Ontario for developers. To do what? To, to, to minimize to maintain a standard so that they know that the uh, reserve fund gets to a good start gets off on a good start right because there will be issues and things do get old and replacing glass is expensive 
but they, 40 they years technically from now. do. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I actually completely agree with you. They mandate how much money the reserve for, they, they do all that kind of stuff too. But I, I think no, that there's, they, they mandate the standard of quality, but they don't really like enforce it. Properly. Yeah. So you're, you're actually right. The condominium act does say that there must be a certain amount of money going into the reserve fund. So that should be increased. It should be increased, but the be problem is whatever the standards to... were when they created the condominium act, it's, it's, it's outdated. But to increase, it means everybody has to pay more money per month, which makes things. Right. You do it from affordable. the beginning. So it's less of an impact. Yeah. Right. What's 50 bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. What's 50 bucks, especially like people, if it started 20 grand a month. Ago. Yep. Well, so there up. you have it. There you have it. New condos, old condos, all condos going to have problems in the years to come. It's inevitable. There is nothing that ages that gets better. No, buildings are horrible. And the problem with condos too is this. They're owned by a bunch of humans who will never agree on anything. And no. so the issue becomes how to be able to redevelop it. Cause some condos are sitting on land that could be sold to a developer who could rebuild a condo twice as high and everybody would make money and they would love to be able to, you know, make it work, but you need everybody in that condominium building to agree on selling. Good luck on an 80 or 120 unit building. Good luck. Forget it. Right. I know a deal at like Young and Eglinton. I remember somebody put together that had like 30 or 40 condos in it yeah. and made yeah. it work. But yeah. like, that's rare. Well, one, it's rare. And two, it was like at a point where prices escalated so quickly and somebody just knew like the right thing to do at the exact right time. And it was enough to make everybody salivate and not yeah. want to like let this opportunity instead of go 100 they got 500,000 for their condo whatever probably but now like they'd be like instead of eight they want two million and it's like well that doesn't work no well who knows but all i know is that some guy pulled off like something like that which is a miracle yeah. and i mean i don't is it necessary it's not necessary like it's pretty stupid there's so many other properties out there to not deal with 40 buyers but it's an assembly deal, just like anything else. Yeah, right? but 40 people, like two two properties is like... I'm dealing with the one on Shepherd. Two properties yeah. is like basically next to impossible if it's one like, person's it's so not hard, in agreement right? on the, with the yeah, other one. So get 40. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how you do it. You, it's worth 400 and you go in and you offer eight and you say like, take it or leave it. And if you screw it up, all your neighbors lose it. Yeah. Well, like not I watched that neighbors. one that we were looking at downtown in Parkdale, you and I. And um, you looked at the progression oh, of right? that but the other deal that happened on the east side right that goes yeah, on to Dufferin. Yeah. yeah those guys you could see the progression it was like 1.3 1. 1. 1.4 1. oh, yeah. 1.5 1.8 yeah. 2.3 and then the one yeah. guy who waited for 4 million at the end because yeah. they needed him he was a real estate agent too yeah but i mean Mark listen 50 percent of the time that yeah. is the guy that people walk by and go what house doing there in the middle of that building yeah right that doesn't happen often go to young and bluer it's happening right now in two places bathers and bluer young and bluer like part of the one is like there's an old building sitting in the middle of the thing okay but anyways i digress which okay. is not easy for me I'll what's the um article did we get it did we do it yeah we did it was about oh. the lobbies oh yeah Sure. Now you're paying attention as much as I normally do. What's going on here? Uh, you're not paying it attention. Good. I'm paying attention. A, you know what? It was you're such coming a good up with segue. articles. Yeah, it was such a good segue you that I barely even noticed it. that we went into an article. That's how good you it was. No idea. Even with conversation, our, with a forewarning that there's going to be a wonderful segue somewhere in here. I told yeah, you. I, told I warned you. Over my head. We got a great guest like, next week. Okay, that's good. Who is it? Um. We got a member of uh, the Toronto Transit Commission who's oh, going to talk to yes. us about the future of the TTC. You, are you prepare him? I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him all the tough questions. I think he's prepared. I think he's ready to go. Is he going to give us answers? I think he's going to give us the answers that you know he knows. I don't think he's going to hide any answers from us. That's good. I don't think he's going to be like, "Sorry, guys, that's just like it's confidential, classified information." So, so not you can't only, know when we're when we're gonna finish this cover some way. 
two things, two miraculous things have to happen for someone to get inside information. One, they have to watch our show, which is a rarity in itself. Two, they have to be listening right now to know about it, which is like even more rare. So thanks for watching, everybody. Happy Sunday, Mr. T. Happy Sunday. Long weekend. You know, I made a mistake earlier. I'd like to retract. I said nothing that ages gets better. But like, look at you, mister. Look at you. Getting better with age. I knew you. Holy moly. Look at this show. Look at the show. This show is getting better with age. More episodes we do. It's just fantastic. At least we're enjoying it, TK. At least we're enjoying it. Love it. Good job. New on CuriosityStream, grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis in the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.